You're listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all your latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Rachel's season and interviewing all your favorite past Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants. Now, here's Reality Steve. Welcome to podcast number 33. I am your host, Reality Steve. Before we get to our guest, a couple things to go over with you. First, if you could rate, subscribe, and review in iTunes, that would certainly be helpful to the podcast or Apple Podcasts as it's now known as. I don't know if you know that. It's not called iTunes anymore in terms of podcast. It's called Apple Podcasts. So if you could rate, subscribe, review, uh, that would be great for us. Also, coming up, I mentioned this in a column a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to bring it up again in that we are going to start branching out and start talking to other people in the reality world, uh, possibly in the celebrity world. I'm trying to secure people now, and obviously I don't want to jinx anything, but um, you know, since we started having guests on, which was January of this year. It's been all our guests have been Bachelor related. I think Juliet Littman was the first guest that we had. We've had the Possessionista on a couple times, but everyone since then has been a former Bachelor, Bachelorette contestant. And we're still going to keep doing those. Obviously, we can't get any of Nick's girls on because a lot of them are in paradise and a lot of them are under contract for the next year. So it's going to be tough. We won't probably be able to get them until uh, beginning of 2017. And then any of um, Rachel's guys... Again, not till next year. But in the meantime, for the next six months of this calendar year, uh, I'm just going to – whoever I can get. I mean, it's some of them are just not going to be Bachelor and Bachelorette people anymore because we've had a lot on and I want to start branching out and doing other things. So expect that coming up. Uh, I just wanted to, for people who maybe didn't see that in the column, uh, express that on this particular podcast. But, yeah, we're going to have some guests coming up in the next uh, – within the next month, I guarantee there will be a non – Bachelor Bachelorette contestant on the podcast. So I just wanted to let you know about that. Okay, let's bring our guest on. You remember her from Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor and also on last season of Bachelor in Paradise where she showed up for a hot minute. And <laughs> she is one of the, you know, if you remember from Ben Higgins' season, she is one of the four Laurens that were on Ben Higgins' season. It is Lauren Himley. Lauren, how you doing? Good. How are you, Steve? Good to talk to you. You too. Thank you for coming on. And I wanted to immediately start out with how infuriating was it to show up there on the first night of Ben's season, look around and realize that there were three other Laurens there? (laughs) Well, I knew that it was terrible because they can only have so many. So I knew my ads of going home were much higher because there was three others. And, um, yeah, I was a little disappointed because there had never been any other Lawrence either. So I kind of calculated how well I was going to do before I went. And I was like, oh, well, you know, there's only been a couple other Lawrence ever. Then I get there and there's four. (laughs) (laughs) And did you guys, by any chance on that first night, did you discuss it? Since there was no other Lauren H, you were easy to distinguish. So you didn't have to worry about being part of the Lauren B group, which was Lauren, (laughs) Lauren Barr and Lauren Bushnell. And, yeah. One, of, one of them, I just think it was funny that Lauren Barr got the short end of the stick. Like, why didn't Lauren Bushnell become 
L. Bush or something like that, and Lauren Barr got to be L. Lauren B. But why well, did L. B. have to go with L. B.? Sound very good. Yeah, I know. So. I know. I just realized that <laughs> they wanted to steer clear of that nickname. Um, I I don't know. You can probably ask a producer that. There's probably something behind that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, they kind of knew that Lauren Bushnell was gonna win, uh, or um, even go far. Um, you uh, did you. Did you felt like, you know, honestly, when you get there, I think you had 27 or 28 girls on your season. Mm -hmm. Did you feel kind of bummed that you might get lost in the shuffle because you had the same name as one seventh of the cast? Absolutely. I felt like, you know, when you go into the show and when you make it on the season, you feel like you're like so special. You know, you're one of these girls out of how many people that apply and you're feeling so great. And then you get there. And every girl is beautiful. Every girl is smart and, you know, has a lot going for them. And then there are like three other girls that are literally have the same exact name as you. And you definitely um, feel pretty humbled by that. (laughs) So take us back to casting. I do this with everybody. How did you get on the show? Were you a fan of the show? What was your casting process like? Yeah, so I was definitely a fan of the show. I had watched it since I was probably, I don't know, in high school maybe. Um, And definitely watched it a lot in college. All of the girls, you know, on my floor, we would all hang out and watch the show. And um, I was teaching at the time, and I kind of felt like stuck in my career, and I just felt like I wasn't in the right spot. And so my friends, my family, and my coworkers, a bunch of them nominated me to go on the show. And I got a call from like a casting producer right before um, they were doing a, you know, audition where you go in or whatever. And um, they were like, hey, come to our casting. We're coming to a town half an hour from you. So I went and um, someone pulled me aside while I was there and kind of gave me the next steps. And then after that, it was the L.A. interview. And then I found out, I think, two weeks after that, that I was on the show. And then it was three weeks before we left. At what point in the process? Well, I guess uh, I forgot. But they announced Ben like towards the end uh, mm. of Bachelor season. So when you were interviewed in LA, you didn't know. But then when you saw it on TV and yeah, he was announced on I, After Paradise, that's when you knew. Yeah. So I well, they did that thing where they pretended that it was Nick at first. Yeah. And I hadn't found out whether I was on the show or not. I didn't find out, find out until that Friday. So I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not going, I'm not going. And then they had Ben come out and then I was like, okay, I'll go if I, if I make it. And then I found out a few days later that I did. So then I was like, oh, see, I get to meet Ben. When you went through the auditioning process and you did that whole casting weekend in LA where they, you sit you in front of producers and you have one-on-one time with producers, did you express to them? I'm sure they asked at some point, who would you like to see as the bachelor? Was Ben one of your guys? Oh, yeah. I only said Ben because okay. I felt like Ben and I were pretty compatible from what I knew of him on the last show. He seemed like, you know, a normal, like basic guy, just like me, you know, he's Midwestern. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like I feel like we would actually get along. And I wasn't going to go just to go. I actually went because I wanted to meet him. And what did you do on your limo entrance? Oh, so a few the weekend after um, I found out that I was going to be on the show, I was at a wedding and apparently Ben was at a wedding too. And I caught the bouquet and he caught the garter at the same wedding. It would have been like at the same time. So here I was thinking, (laughs) let's 
fate. Like it was meant to happen. So I get out of the limo and I threw him the bouquet. And we actually stood there and talked for a while. They only showed a, a little clip of it, but it was really funny. And we actually talked for quite a while when I got out of the limo. So that was cool. Who did you immediately connect with in the house? Did anyone that kind of had your antennas up first? I mean, on a good side, starting on the good side. Yeah. Who, who did yeah, you connect well, with right away? Um, Leah was in my room and her and I hit it off pretty quickly because we're both like super silly and we're like making jokes and like goofing around. Jojo is in my room as well in the house. So her and I got close. Um, Amanda was in the other room and her and I didn't really get close till later, but I'd say probably Jojo and Leah and Jamie, Jamie Latane was in, um, the Canadian girl. She was in my room too. And we got pretty close. Yeah. Leah's hilarious. Just go look at her Twitter. <laughs> oh, not there anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Got to delete that. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other situation. Yeah. yeah. But um, so the first night, Olivia got the first impression, Rose. And if you ask anybody, if you were to go back over seasons and ask people who was the villain on Ben <laughs> Higgins' season, everyone would say it was Olivia Caridi. And mm-hmm. I've done Olivia's podcast before. And we had a very good back and forth. And she explained a lot to me that happened that wasn't shown. And mm-hmm. when Olivia got the first impression, Rose, okay, try and take me back to the cocktail party night. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Olivia just on that night? We'll get to the other stuff later. But that night, what was your thoughts on Olivia? I thought she was great. When I first met her, I thought she was like this like perfect person. And it wasn't until a few weeks later that I was like, what in the hell? Like, what is going on? Like, when I initially met her, I thought she was just, like, beautiful, smart, articulate. I thought she was great. And I still think that she's a great person. But um, I had no inkling that she was going to be the villain on the first night. Not any whatsoever. And she was in my room as well. Did, when filming started going and you're in... Episode two, you were on, was episode two the soccer group date for you? That was, I think, episode three. three, but yep, that was my second group date. I was on that school one first. Okay, you were on the school one, so you weren't on the one with Olivia, the smell test date. Okay, so you weren't on that one. So filming is going, you do two episodes two and episodes three in LA, and you said, now at that point, did you start seeing that? Olivia was either being portrayed as the villain or you saw it coming or what was your relationship like as the show went along? Honestly, I felt like, I mean, we definitely didn't get close. Um, you get closer with some girls and her and I, we always got along, but we never got close. But what I saw happening was she was getting very, um, confident in her relationship with Ben and, feeling kind of like she was more special, I think, than some of the other girls. But the reason that that happened is because the producers were totally making her feel that way. You know, like they would pull her aside or she would get the first interview or Lord knows what they were saying to her in in their um, interviews. I mean, they sabotaged her and made her, they probably knew because you get these psyche valves before you go in that she was a very, um, or that she's, the type of person that would take that to heart, whatever mm-hmm. the producers are saying, and believe them. And so I think it kind of caused her to 
feel more entitled, you know, um, to time with Ben and like her relationship was better than it was. Um, which obviously rubbed some of the girls the wrong way. Yeah. But for me, I was like, look, if she's, you know, if she's going downhill, she's going downhill. I'm staying out of it, you know? And I think that you get the first, if, if you're Olivia, you get the first impression rose. And then mm-hmm. the first group date that she was on, she got the group date rose, you know? Yeah. So she's two episodes in, she's gotten two roses. Even if she knew nothing about, even if producers weren't manipulating her behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you immediately would think like, obviously he likes me. He's given me the rose twice. It doesn't really right. happen very often in this show. Like, I, I mean, exactly. It, well, in that first impression, she's like this, like amazing person, like, I was like, oh my God, I was feeling insecure because she was so pretty and just smart and just seemed like so nice. And, you know, every, she's just very good at first impressions, mm-hmm. you know? And she obviously secured that rose. And yeah, if I were to go over 34 seasons of this show, I, yeah. I honestly doubt that anybody that got the first impression rose got a group date rose the very next episode. Most of them. Yeah. At, at least in recent seasons, most of them don't even get a date on that second episode because they pretty much know they're safe. They don't need to put them on a date. It does happen, but Exactly. Uh, yeah. She yeah. she got one and then got that rose and it was kind of off and running. So you were a group date girl in episodes 2, 3 and 4. You actually in the fourth episode, you guys went to Las Vegas and you won the portion of the Vegas group date. Where you dressed up like a chicken, right? (laughs) (laughs) Explain the motivation for that. Like, did you have any other thing that you were thinking of doing? Like, what happened with the whole chicken thing? I'm like, I don't really have any skills. I mean, I'm kind of a good singer, I think. But I was like, hell no, am I going to get up there and like do something serious? Like, that is so embarrassing. On national television, like, no, I can't handle that. So... I was looking around, there's all these like skanky outfits and like all this stuff. And I was like, Oh God, what are my parents going to like think if I wear that? And then I saw the chicken outfit. I think a producer actually pointed out to me. I was like, okay, I'll get that. And so we were like, what can we do? And then I was like, well, I'm a kindergarten teacher. So I could sing like old McDonald. And then I changed all of the words to be about like our journey through the bachelor thus far. And it actually, the whole thing is really funny. And they showed none the of end, it. Like, oh, I still have it. Yeah, it's in my email somewhere. One of the producers sent it, sent it to me. Yeah, we never got to see you sing Old McDonald, right? When they went through everybody, oh. they spent time doing Olivia out of the cake and they did quick clips of everybody else. But I don't even remember you getting much airtime, yet you won the, the group day. It's like the only thing I've ever won in my <laughs> life and I didn't even get to see it. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't even, it didn't even show us that you won. Right? I like, know. Yeah, nothing. I it was that too. They made it all about, you know, Olivia being embarrassed for having to pop out of a cake. And that was re- like I remember, you know, the twins did their jig and Jen Saviano mm-hmm. was hitting tennis balls off his head or some something ridiculous. Yeah. Um and I then uh, I can't even remember what some of the other people did, but uh oh, Kayla did belly dancing or Bollywood or whatever what the hell she does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, Those girls, ones, they were actually good because they actually had like talent. Yeah. And like, oh God, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's so nerve wracking. Oh, I can imagine. Plus you were doing it in front of an audience. Like, yeah, come on. That's not terrified. something. Yeah. It's not something 
that I think anybody who signs up for the show thinks they're going to end up doing. You know, yeah, sometimes now you got to be prepared for you're probably going to do something in front of a crowd, but this is Las Vegas. This is a very popular Vegas show, the Terry Fader show. It yeah. was just like and and your options were very limited. Like you said, like <laughs> Olivia, it's like, what did they do? They gave her a cake and like Jen played tennis and it's like all right. The whole it was thing was kind so of embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. But then after it was over, I felt so much better. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, thank God I wasn't the one to jump out of a cage. <laughs> when that was all going on, and I think I remember that day. Obviously, you guys were filming it, but I was getting spoilers that day. Um, there was a there was a video of somebody who was out in front of the Mirage, who got a picture of you guys all greeting or got a video of you guys all greeting Ben. So that kind of helped me. And I was like, okay, now I know they're in Vegas and yeah, they did. The, oh wait, no, Jojo, um, not Jojo. Uh, who, who had the first one-on-one in Vegas? It was Jojo, right? Mm, no. Yes. Yeah. She yeah. Had, yeah. She had the one-on-one with the, with the helicopter and the yeah. Yeah, blown and away. And all that had one too. They went and married people. Yeah. And that one I was spoiling as it was happening, but Yes. And one of the twins went home. That's right. Oh, he took the twins to their house and he sent Haley home. That's right. Yeah. And the thing about that is, and when I was reporting it during the season was come to find out it ended up being right that it was around that time that I was hearing that Lauren Bushnell was the front runner. Did Mm -hmm. you notice during that group date? Cause she was on that group date. Right, the mm-hmm. Vegas group date. Did you notice during that group date that she or the after party um, that wait a second, this girl, like she's gonna not, maybe not maybe you did think she was gonna win. What was your thinking of Lauren Bushnell well, at that point? Yeah, so it was right when that date happened that I actually kind of figured things out because when you when each of us came off the stage, Ben like kind of like gave us all hugs, but he like kissed her right on the lips, right in front of all of us. Whoa, <laughs> and we were like. Uh, I was like, what the hell? And then Ben and I like went into like, this was at the cocktail party after he and I went back into like the stage area for like a little one-on-one time Mm -hmm. and we like made out and stuff. And then like, I thought the conversation was good. And then when we got back, she got the group date rose. So then I was like, oh, okay, never mind. You know, (laughs) so I, I, I win. I win the competition. I get a yeah. nice, I get a nice make out in the back room, and yeah. he gives the rose to Lauren Bushnell. Yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I'll probably get it. Nope, yeah. just got a puppet. So did you? Was it talked amongst you guys that okay, guys, it looks like he's really, really into her, or were you still yeah. like, oh, we all have a chance? Yeah, no, no it was like. Everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would do that. Some of the girls were kind of pissed. And um, I think I was just kind of like, no, like, it's still early, blah, blah, blah. I was trying not to think about it too much. But I know a lot of girls were just like, screw this, you know? (laughs) Did What was Lauren Bushnell's thought? Like, did you say something to her? Like, Lauren, you're obviously going to win this thing. Or he's so into you. Do you say something to the person who's the favorite at that point? I never did, no. I think Amanda had... Um, cause they were really close. Amanda and Lauren Bushnell and the twins were kind of like in their own little bubble. Yeah. Um, so I think Amanda said something at some point cause I was talking to Amanda once. Um, and she said that she 
told Lauren that and Lauren was like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I never said anything like that. Mm-mm. Let's talk about men's warehouse. This year marks the 10th anniversary of the men's warehouse national suit drive. Donate your gently used professional attire at any men's warehouse store from July 1st to July 31st and give a man a chance to transform his life. You don't have, if you don't have a suit, to give away, don't worry. They're collecting all kinds of professional items, including sport coats, slacks, dress shirts, sportswear, outerwear, dress shoes, ties, other accessories as well. Then all of the donated items will be given directly to nonprofit organizations that distribute them throughout the community. The goal is to receive 275,000 donations, so be sure to spread the word by using the hashtag GiveASuit. Visit www.menswearhouse.com slash national dash suit dash drive for more information. That's men's plural warehouse.com slash national dash suit dash drive. Don't forget those dashes. Those who donate are going to receive a thank you coupon for 50% off the regular priced retail items or text NSD to 66960 to receive $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. The Men's Warehouse National Suit Drive. Give a suit, change a life. Then we move on to Mexico. And one of the first things they did in Mexico (laughs) was, I guess this would have been on the first day. You guys were woken up early, right? Yes. And retainer in. Yes. And you had your exfoliating mask and your retainer (laughs) on. So, are we still rocking that every night or have you changed it up a bit since the show? Well, I have a boyfriend now and oh, okay. I, you know, I sleep over at his house here and there, so I can't really wear my retainer all the time anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> I had to get rid of that thing. Um, were you mortified when they aired that or were you kind of no, funny? I didn't care. Honestly, I was like, you know what? We saw every girl in America, how they wake up in the morning. They're going to be like, hell yeah, girl, keep that retainer in. And they were kind of like asking, they were like, oh, do you want to like take it out for your interview? I was like, I mean, honestly, I don't really care. It's four o'clock in the morning. If you, if you, this is what you want. This is what you got. Why, you know? why did they do the makeup for you guys? I forgot. What, what was the point of that? Uh, Amanda was going on a hot air balloon date with Ben. Yeah. So why was everybody else woken up? Or he oh, just okay. he just came in to get Amanda, and that was his thing. Yeah, and okay. of course they had to go wake everyone else up. And Leah and I were the first ones that Ben woke up, and I didn't know what was going on because I was like half asleep. So I think I told Ben like, "Oh, well, like come, you can come in and like pull the covers down." And I was like totally not even understanding what was going on. And he's like, "No, we got to go wake everybody else up." And then I was like, "Okay." So then we like were like walking down the hallways and then we got to watch all the other girls get woken up and it was so hilarious. Amanda gets a uh, hot air balloon date. Then there was the group date where they toured and made food and had to order stuff in Spanish and all that stuff. And then that was the group date that mm-hmm. you were on. Oh, no, you weren't on. But that was when the whole teen mom comment from Olivia came out and that's where she – became even more of a quote-unquote villain for the season. That's where yeah. it started to become really bad. I know you weren't on that group date because you had the date the next day, uh, yeah. which we'll get to in a second. But when all those girls got back from the group date in Mexico, you I'm assuming you were filled in. The girls started talking about, oh, my God, you should have seen what went down. Or was it not as bad 
at the time it happened, but when it played out on TV, it was just like World War Three that happened because everything centered that group date after party was all centered around Olivia's teen mom comment, which when I went on her show and we talked about it, she said Amanda really wasn't that bothered by it, but the show made it seem like she was. Yeah. So, well, actually, I think that the teen mom comment happened at the cocktail party for the rose ceremony because I oh, was okay. there. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, screwed that up. I was there for that. So I heard what was said and the way that she said it was completely innocent and it wasn't about like you're a teen mom. It was about, um, a scenario that had happened on the show team mom where the husband had done the same thing or the baby's father had done the same thing that Amanda's husband had done to her. It wasn't about the teen mom aspect. It was about what actually had happened on the show Yeah, was similar to what had happened to Amanda. But some of the girls that were sitting there took offense to it. I know Amanda took offense to it, but not as much. I think the twins were the girls that are um, not the twins. Emily was the one that kind of instigated, Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And got dramatic about it. And then all the other girls started like egging it on. And, and at one point I even said, all right guys, like this is enough. Like if we want to talk about this at another time, maybe tomorrow we can all sit down and talk about it. But we all know what was said wasn't that bad. And then, of course, the producers aren't going to air that. Yeah. And then, and the, yeah. And then it was like time for the roast ceremony because it really wasn't as bad as it was shown. But nothing is, you know. Yeah. I mean, they pick one little minute of something to air, and it becomes this huge thing. They can make the show go whichever way they want it to, you know. And you get your one-on-one in Mexico, where you and Ben got to be part of a fashion show. So the first question I have about the fashion show was. Did you feel confident going into that date that you would get a rose just based on your relationship up to that point? And question number two, had you ever done any sort of modeling before where you had to walk on a runway or was that foreign to you? No, I had no idea what I was doing. And (laughs) I, I, you know, Ben and I, I thought I'd had a pretty good relationship thus far. Once I watched the show back, I realized that his relationship was stronger with some of the other girls. We'd only known each other for a few weeks. So I still felt like, okay, like I'm probably going to get a rose. I couldn't picture him not giving me a rose. That would, that didn't make sense in my mind. So I went into it pretty confident, but I also was really nervous. Um, you just, you know, it was kind of like a first date being filmed and for whatever reason, I just felt like I couldn't fully be myself because I was just so nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I was just really nervous for the date more so than I was like in group date settings or anything around him because it was just like everybody was just watching you, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, But no, I had never done any modeling before and I was terrified about doing that because Ben was good at it. I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. No. (laughs) He like had like this blue steel look going and I was just like, Oh God, I'm just going to try not to fall. Like, yeah. Oh, I was so scared, but he made me feel good. He made me feel better, but I was still really, really nervous on the night portion of your date. Yeah. You, you told a story of a boyfriend that you had of four years that you had moved for. 
But then he broke up with you out of the blue and you found out later is because he was cheating on you with three different women. Now I want to yeah. get, I want to get a little personal here. I want more, yeah. de- I want more details to this story. Let me go Dr. Reality Steve mode here and uh, explain this story in detail to me. How old were you when this all went down? Where did mm-hmm. you move from? Where were you living? And then where did you move to for this guy? How did you meet him? Yeah. How you found out about that? So explain this and I'll, then I'll chime in on stuff that I have. Yeah. So this guy I had been dating, you know, for four and a half years, I met him in college. He was a friend. Um, we were in the same dorm and we started dating after our freshman year. So I was, wait real quick. Where did you go to college? I went to Grand Valley in Grand Rapids in Michigan. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, we met in college and then dated, you know, three years in college and then a year after, well, after college, I moved, um, he started grad school in Pittsburgh and I just graduated with my teaching degree and it's really difficult to find teaching jobs in Michigan. So I said, you know what, I'll just go to Pittsburgh, try and start a job there while you finish grad school. So, um, we went. We moved there together. Sorry, it's thunder. Um, oh, so we moved to, I know. <laughs> I think it's almost done though. But um, so we moved to Pittsburgh, and we had been there for about six months. And I had gone back and forth to Michigan like a few weekends um, because my grand or my friend's um, grandma had passed away, so I was home for stuff with that and. Um, I wasn't there as much, um, towards the end of our relationship and we've been getting in little arguments here and there. Cause you know, it's difficult to start living with someone, mm-hmm. but I just kind of brushed it off as, Oh, you know, we're getting used to seeing each other every day and all this. And, um, one night we were watching the bachelorette and we were folding laundry and he told me he wasn't happy and broke up with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I live here, like, what are you talking about? And, um, I kind of had just brushed it aside and then we talked about it the next day and he's like, no, like I'm serious. Like I can't do this. So I went and I had one friend there. I went and stayed with my friend and her um, fiance. And um, so I stayed with them for a week and then he called me and was like, you know what? You're right. Like we need to try and make this work. You moved all the way here. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Like seriously. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then we tried to work it out and he was like, ah, then we like wake up the next day. He's like, I don't know. Like I'm still iffy. So I was like, screw this. So I went home for a weekend. I was like, when I get back, I need an answer. And I got back and he was like, no, I'm done. And I was like, all right, see ya. So then I moved back to Michigan and, um, quit my job and, um, moved back home. And it was the night before my first day of teaching. I got a new kindergarten job. And he, of course, had reached out to me, reached out to me. And I was like, look, I'm already back in Michigan. Never talk to me again. And, um, I got a phone call from his best friend's wife and that lived in, um, Pittsburgh. And she told me that the reason we had broken up is because he had been cheating on me. And one of these girls was my friend and Mm. it happened at like some hotel party. And then another girl, it was like the weekend before he broke up with me. Um, They had like kissed at a party or something that I wasn't at. And then, then he hooked up with another girl in between when he broke up with me and we got back together like two days later or a week later or whatever it was. So I find all this out, call him. He denies it all of course. And so I Facebook messaged all the girls. I was like, what 
happened. Like I need to know, I deserve to know when this was going on. And two of the girls responded and said, I'm so sorry. He said that you guys weren't together anymore. And I was like, bullshit, we live together. And my friend, that one girl never responded to me. And it's really funny because, um, right after the weekend, after that LA interview, um, for the bachelor, I went to Nashville with some girlfriends and I saw her. (laughs) Oh, did you say anything to her at that point? And I just like gave her like a death stare. I was talking to another girl she was with because I was friends with her in Pittsburgh as well. And so I was talking to the other girl and just like stared right through her, didn't even acknowledge her. And it was funny because I hadn't talked about it in years, you know, and then I was talking about it for The Bachelor and then I saw her that one weekend and I never heard from the guy again, not once. But what's really funny is um, the guy, you know, that my ex, he, we were supposed to see each other at a wedding. Um, and I was gone because I was filming for The Bachelor. And he found out that that's why I wasn't at the wedding. Um, and I guess him and his girlfriend, because he started dating one of the girls he cheated on me with. They're still together now. Um, he, she was there, too. Um, but, yeah, I guess he was pissed. And I just heard a few weeks ago that this guy went on, had been watching The Bachelor when I was on it and recording the season and um, watching the shows while his girlfriend was gone. And his girlfriend when he cheated on me with had caught him like numerous times watching the show. And I guess they got in huge arguments and stuff. It's just kind of funny. So you, so you found out because yeah. you contacted the girls themselves and they told you, did you ever yeah. go back to him a second time and be like, look, you're lying to me. These girls told me that you cheated on me. Oh yeah. I called him back and I said, you know, you're lying. Blah, blah. He's like, no, no, no. I was like, what? really? You're just going to let me live with that and not apologize. And he was just like, don't contact me ever again, blah, blah, blah. And so I never did. How long did you live with him in Pittsburgh before the breakup mm-hmm. happened? I think like eight months. Okay. Yeah, so not long. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah, it was just really, honestly, I think it's definitely for the best. We would have had a horrible life if we stayed together. We just didn't get along that well. And I think um, – for him, he was one of those insecure people that needs to have someone else lined up in order to move on, up and move on, and yeah. be able to end a relationship. So I felt more bad for him, you know. Well, that sucks that it happened to you, um, especially to find out the way you did, and it wasn't just like, oh, some guy that I'm casually seeing, I found out was hooking up with other girls. Like this was a four year relationship that <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, but it was- I- really hard it was really hard but then i kind of got over it you know i was like look at least i'm not him (laughs) you know like Uh, that would be terrible you have to live with that your whole life when you did that to someone one thing i want to talk about is on your mexico date you (laughs) you said i think when you had originally found out like what you guys were doing on that date you said it must have been in an ITM. You said, holy shoot. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I I was like, because, because of how you came across on the show, like this sweet Midwestern girl who taught little kids. And I'm like, she says, holy shoot. Like, it was just funny to me. And I want to, I, when I'm researching stuff for this interview, I actually went back and looked at what I wrote about you on your Mexico date. And 
you don't remember specifically, so I'm going to tell you what I said. And I'll. Oh God, let's hear so it. So I said, I said, like, holy shoot, just about sums up Lauren H. about as well as you possibly can. Um, this girl is absolutely going to be on Paradise. And then I threw in this: she probably does it missionary ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. You did say that. <laughs> so. God, what an what an ass for me to like just say that. Um, hey, it's kind, all right. Kind of funny, but um, yeah, I just that was my impression that you gave off on the show, and I figured I would, I would share it. So, he, so here we are right now, speaking for the first time. Um, can yeah. we get a clarification on yes or no that you um you do it missionary ninety five percent of the time? <laughs> I don't need a percentage breakdown. Just yes or no. I don't know. A girl never kisses and tells. <laughs> My boyfriend can probably hear me. He'd probably be very embarrassed if I said anything about that. So I'm going to um, plead the fifth on that. Okay. I. Um, it's funny because I also said after that, <laughs> I wasn't done apparently. I really <laughs> liked going in on you. Um, I said that I'm going to – this is my quote from my site <clears> – <throat> I'm going to make a prediction that she will absolutely start dating someone from this franchise at some point. I have no idea who, but I totally see it happening. And I also see it ending pretty much like her last serious boyfriend. Good luck, Lauren. Like, wow. Yeah. I I know. Isn't it? What a jerk. (laughs) Well, it's okay. I forgive you, but obviously I've never dated anybody from the show because I felt like a lot of the guys that came on the show afterwards, I was just like, I don't know. There's something about it that's kind of like addicting, like going on the show and um, you're kind of in this like bubble Bubble. for about a year after. And I was just like, I don't know. I didn't really like any of you guys. And then it kind of hit me like, this isn't me. Like I need to get back to my normal life. Like I'm not going to date some of these guys. Like, I mean, no offense to these guys, but a lot of them are like DJs and like hairdressers and stuff. I'm not going to bring a guy like that home to my dad. Like, oh God. You just named, you, know? uh, you just so. named Vinny and Brett Melnick. And that's who you basically just called out right there. <laughs> Vin, Vinny's the only DJ from this franchise that I know. And oh. Brett Melnick is the only hair guy from this franchise that I know. But anyway, really? um, I, don't know. I just felt like for me, like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I had hit it off with a lot of the guys or whatever they had what i was looking for so i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pass on that you ended up getting the the, obviously the rose on your one-on-one date in mexico and then you guys head off to the bahamas did you think that there was any chance that when you got to the bahamas you were going to be eliminated that episode after just getting conceivably having a good date you got a rose did you think you were going home the next episode no i did not think that i was going home but we had that like pig date yeah. where you go to like pig Island or whatever. And Ben like barely even looked at me or even talked to me that date. So I knew something was up and I mean, he was literally only talking to Lauren and Jojo who were the final two. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I, at that point told the producers I wanted to go home because I kind of was like, screw that. I don't want to be with a guy that's making out with me. And telling me how great I am a week ago and then doesn't even acknowledge my existence the next week. So I was like, screw this. I'm gone. And then a lot of the other girls that were on that date were really pissed too. And we had actually kind of like boycotted the cocktail party after that uh, group date. 
And we were over an hour late because none of us wanted to go. And the producers like took each of us into like ITMs and convinced us all that we should go. And when we got there, Ben was like, obviously knew that something was up and all of us were so pissed. And, um, he spoke to each of us and tried to like smooth things over, but it didn't go very well. And then, yeah, the next episode or then the rose ceremony, I could tell like I was standing around these girls that I knew had stronger connections with him and stuff. So I was like, eh, maybe I am going home. But it, in the scheme of things and Ben and I's timeline, it didn't make sense. But once I watched it back after, you know, when it was actually airing, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. Well, that group date after party was also the Leah Lauren Bushnell blow up, right? That was oh. when Leah made up the story about all that stuff with Lauren. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Well, here's the thing. They like voiced over what she said. She had never said Lauren's name. They like, voiced it over when it aired. So she really hadn't told Ben that it was her. Um, but Ben obviously put two and two together because all the girls were pissed that he was only talking to Lauren. Yeah. So he figured it out. Leah didn't say her name, but she still had said Lauren's different in the house and she is around you. Without saying so, Lauren's I mean, name. She just said, there's a girl in the house that we think is different around you mm-hmm. and around the guys. And then when Lauren confronted her about it and said, you told Ben and Leah said, no, the audience is sitting there saying, Leah, you just, you're a liar because we did hear Lauren's name, but I remember writing about this at the time that no, that was on a voiceover. So she never technically said it, even though what Lauren was accusing her of was technically right because she was, you know, it was just like, she didn't say it, but she, we all knew who she was talking to and Ben knew mm -hmm. who she was talking about, but exactly. And Leah should have, she should have just owned up to it. I mean, but here's the thing too I think she was like nervous and she didn't want to you know have to get confronted like that but the producers totally oh my god I was in the I was in the car on the way to that cocktail party where the producers were sitting in the car with us and they were like Leah like oh my gosh like you have to be the one to stop it what if he ends up with her like oh my gosh you know you care about Ben you can't let that happen and they're totally egging her on and basically talking her into saying something and I'm sitting there the whole time like don't do it don't do it and then she did and then she did <laughs> mm-hmm. Leah seems yep. to be a, Leah seems to be a real big fan of this show and loves the producers and loves everyone oh. involved yeah she's um <laughs> so much so that she had to shut down her social media accounts uh well there's yeah. a lot I mean I'm as I'm sure you can imagine there's a lot more behind um everything that people don't see you know, in regards to the producers and she had basically been told when she was going on paradise that she would get to redeem herself and all this stuff. And then they basically like just slaughtered her on that show Yeah, and they put her on that show knowing that she was going through some things personally and knew she wasn't in the best frame of mind to go on that. And they put her on anyways. And yeah. And so, you know what? I mean, her life, she's going through so much because of the show and things that she receives daily saying awful things about her. And even though she's made some mistakes and said some bad things, um, what's happened to her is just disgusting. And I'm disgusted in all of the production team for doing it to her because I blame them mostly, to be honest. Yeah, I you know, I get it. There's always production value lying 
But yeah. the, the, the devil's advocate to that argument is if she wasn't in a good place last summer, she mm-hmm. didn't have nobody forced her to go on that show. She could have easily said, I'm not in a good place right now. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. I don't care what you guys are saying about, oh, I'll get the JJ edit or the Michelle money edit and people are going to like me. Like, I, I mean, I've never spoken to Leah in my life. I could have told her that she was never going to get a good edit. I don't care what they were saying to her. Right. She well, wasn't a, she it. wasn't a big enough character. She just mm-hmm. wasn't. Um, I told her the same thing. I said, absolutely not. They're lying to you. Blah, blah, blah. But I think she was so desperate to stop getting, you know, all of the hate mail and all the stuff that she had been getting and all this bad stuff on social media. Yeah. I think she was so desperate to try and like rescue herself that she would have done anything. And I think she thought that was the right move. And obviously it didn't turn out well. Yeah. And I think that the bad move as well was the fact that she went after a girl who was totally loved and ended up being Ben's fiance in, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Bushnell. If it was another girl that she, if she would have called out Olivia or Kayla, well, mm-hmm. I shouldn't even say Kayla because Kayla's got her swarm of fans as well. So yeah, she was, yeah. she was fighting a losing battle on that one. So, yes. so your time yeah. ends on the bachelor and I want to play a little bit of a game here. It's, it's a okay. really quick game with you. Um, it's it's a scenario, and I just want to you to like to answer the question. So, if there is a woman out there who is married and has a child who plays soccer, what do we call that woman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a soccer mom. Okay, you cheated. Like that's you don't say say you don't say it like that. How how do you say? Soccer mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how you, that was, that was pretty good of you. I, I thought I'd be able to fool you with that. And apparently I didn't. Um, nope, I got it. <laughs> you're like, um, <clears throat> soccer mom. No, <laughs> no, say it how you said it on the show. Sacker mams. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You have got a very thick Midwestern accent. Do you know that? <laughs> I know. I, well, I didn't until I went on the show and now I'm very aware. Um, I'm like, God, I didn't even know that I had an accent and then people were talking about it. I was like, what? <laughs> it was, but, and you were born and raised in Michigan, right? Or yeah. just grew up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Grand, okay. Why, why do I have something about Grand Valley State? Grand Valley State is the one that, um, the division two football powerhouse, right? Or division three. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. They're yeah. the ones that always, yeah. they were the ones that's where Brian Kelly came from. Okay. I remember. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to paradise. Where you, honestly, I've, I completely have drawn a blank on at what point you showed up in paradise and who you went on a date with, although it's kind of coming to me now. What yeah, episode did I you show up on last summer? The, I was on the episode the day before the, um, the overnights. <laughs> so you had no chance to, like... Did you realize you were coming on that late and you knew you had to have known going in like this is there's no way I'm well I was in the hotel for over a week before I even went on. Oh, okay. They flew me out ahead of time and then Kayla decided last minute that she wanted to go on. Yeah. And so she took my place and I was just stuck in the hotel. So as time was going by, I knew that it was getting later and later, and I was like quarantined to my room. And I was like okay, how many days are I going to be in here? And, um, and yeah, so by the time I got out there, I knew that it had to be close to the end. So 
I got there and I went on one date. Um, it was surfing, surfing date. And it was a four people, like a four person date. It was me, Shushana, um, Brett and Wells. And we went surfing. It actually was really fun, but I was so hammered. It was so bad. I got so drunk. <laughs> oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. you did. And then at that rose ceremony, nobody gave you a rose, and you were done. Pretty much, yeah. like that yeah. was your time on yeah. Paradise. Yeah. However, can you confirm or deny the rumors that I don't know if I'm? I think I might have reported this, so I might as well just ask you mm-hmm. directly now. After you left the show was there anything going on between you and ryan beckett Mm, yeah so i ryan and i had each said that we wanted to go on the show to meet each other okay Um, so you were talking to that i should have backed up and said before you went on paradise when you were talking with producers who were some of the guys that you were saying like i you yeah i'd be interested in meeting him yeah ryan beckett was the one guy and i guess ryan beckett had said me to the producers too. And we had kind of like been chatting and texting a little bit. I think we had, no, we hadn't met at that point. So we had just been chatting back and forth a little bit. And then, um, he was there when I was supposed to go on. And then something happened where he got sent home like the night before I was supposed to go on. Oh, and yeah. Like one of the twins was supposed to give him a rose or something. I don't really know, but yeah, he got sent home. So I was like pissed. And, um, it's so funny. I actually snuck, a I snuck an iPad into, um, the hotel room. So when he left, he could text me and he said, um, Hey, after you are done filming, just come to Florida. And I was like, okay. And so, um, after I got sent home, I just flew to Florida and he lives in Fort Lauderdale. So Jubilee was there and I have like a bunch of other friends, Jen said I could stay at her apartment. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I was like staying with him. Like I had places to stay, but I at least could meet him. And you know, that's the whole point of going on paradise. We wanted to meet each other. So, um, we hung out that weekend. Um, but it just never really happened. You know, it just wasn't the right fit. That was the only time you saw him. He never came and visited you and you never went back to, um, See him. I've been to Florida a few times after that, but to see the um, girls. Yeah, to see the girls. Like I was in close with Jen, so I've been to visit her. But other than that, um, no, it never really went anywhere. You've become friends with Cassandra from yeah Juan Pablo's season from season two of Bachelor in Paradise, where she actually left the show. And as a couple with with Justin, which didn't last very long at all, um, yeah, yeah, because she got with Jonathan shortly thereafter, and that's mm-hmm. seemingly ended. But you, yeah. how did you and Cassandra? Is it just the Michigan connection that you and Cassandra ended up as friends? Just yeah. So she only lives like twenty minutes from me, okay. and when I came back, I you know when you come back from the show, you're kind of in this weird bubble where it's like you don't want to like get back into your real life yet. You're kind of just like still a little out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need like someone here that I can talk to that understands what I'm going through and what it's like to go on the show and then come back and have people talking to you and all this weirdness. And so I reached out to her. I slid into her DMs. <laughs> <laughs> and um Cassandra and, got a thing going on. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. And we've been like best friends ever since. Um, you know, I see her every couple of days and we hang out all the time. Okay. Um, one of the, all, one of the things that also happened, uh, 
After Paradise, and this is some good stuff, you mm-hmm. may have made an appearance on a radio show and maybe sort of dropped a bomb on Nick Vile after he was <laughs> named The Bachelor in regards to your friend Jen, because Jen and Nick uh, were on Bachelor in Paradise last summer. We saw them get to the end. We saw Nick dump Jen, even though we knew it was coming since he had been outed as The Bachelor a week before on After Paradise. So... I guess for people that don't remember, refresh Mm -hmm. their memory of what you said when you went on that radio show and the subsequent fan reaction, overall reaction. Was there any production reaction from what you said after you said what you said? Yeah. So I, I knew I I had this radio show lined up anyways. um, And I got a call or a text from Jen um, on that Monday night, um, before, I think it was before he got announced. He was announced on the two. Yeah. The after paradise on Tuesday. Yeah. Monday she texts me and she's like, um, she was like, Nick, Nick dumped me. And I was like, what? Because they had been together and she had always said all along that she didn't think that he was the one, but they were still actively dating and seeing each other. And the producers on paradise had said, look, you either have to break up or get engaged. And they knew they weren't going to get engaged. So they had to break up. That's what they had told them. So yeah, we saw the breakup. Yeah. They broke up on camera, but they, they they still spent that night together. Yeah. You know, and they absolutely saw each other post show. Correct. So he broke up with her on a Monday and I was like, what happened? Like, what did he say? And she of course was upset. And she was like, I can't tell you, but you'll find out soon. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? Like I had no idea. And then the next night I'm watching after paradise. And then I saw that I was like, are you kidding me? So then of course I called Jen and we're talking about it. She's like, yeah, he broke up with me last night. He broke up with her the night before. And he told her that it just wasn't working out. And I guess he'd been being distant for like a week prior, but they hadn't broken up. And she guessed it. She was like, you're, you're going to be the bachelor, aren't you? And he's like, uh, yeah, blah, blah, or something. And she was devastated, of course. So um, then I said, well, you know, I've got this interview tomorrow. I think it was the next day. I was like, yeah what do you want me to say anything? And she was like, I don't, she was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, if I say something, she was like, I'm not going to be able to say anything. It's just going to continue to go on. And I was like, you know, the defensive friend at that point, I was like, Oh hell no. Like, fuck that. Like, he's not just going to like be able to do that and have nobody know. And so I was like, look, tell me like what you want me to say. She's like, I don't know. Just say whatever you think you can say without the producers getting mad at you. So I basically just kind of, beat around the bush a little bit, but I felt like I was as direct as possible. And, um, yeah, I mean, I felt like I had to stand up for my friend, like it was fucked up what he did. And I think he's a douchebag. So yeah. I wasn't going to lie about it. Cause he, I knew they were going to ask me what I thought about him as the bachelor. So I told him. And then Nick's response to what you said was quote unquote, absolutely untrue. So here we are <laughs> with your side and then we have Nick's side. So who has, let's just, Throw it out there to the listeners. Who has more reason to lie in this situation? Nick, the guy who was just named The Bachelor and is America's sweetheart, um, 
who America has re-fallen in love with. Do you think this guy's going to admit that he had been seeing Jen up until the day he was announced as The Bachelor or the day before when he <laughs> dumped her? Or the girl who was Jen's best friend and who Jen, I'm assuming, was relaying, telling you how her time with Nick was going post-show? Like, yeah. come on. Let's- well, and here's the thing. Like, I don't need publicity. I'm not doing anything, you know, like I'm a realtor now. Like, it's not like I'm like fame hungry and like want to be the center of this drama. Like I don't really care, but I just felt like this douchebag did this to one of my best friends and there's no way in hell I'm not going to say something about it. You know, there's nothing wrong with what you said. All you did was tell the truth to what you believe to be (laughs) the truth, which seemed like it was the truth. Um, and, you know, of course Nick is not going to admit like, oh, yeah, no, I dumped Jen the day before they announced me as The Bachelor. Of course he's not going to admit that. But I had heard it was going on. Um, when you came out and said it, it was like, oh, good. Someone else out there took the, you know, yeah. basically jumped on the grenade for the rest of us. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I had heard that that was going on. And um, it was something that at the time that you did it, did anyone come to you and did Nick try and contact you privately saying, what are you doing? Did production say anything to you? Nobody said anything. Okay. Not one word, which I mean, Hey, good. But I still, of course was a little nervous, but I didn't breach my contract because I really didn't say anything about production or anything like that. I just said, it had nothing to do with paradise. Actually, it was everything. All you were doing was relaying post paradise. Like, these two have been in a relationship since they technically broke up on the show. They've still been seeing each other. And the, the you know the, the distinction you got to make is Jen lives in Florida. Nick mm-hmm. lived in California at the time. So if he's taking the time and Nick can say all he wants, I guess about well, we were just casual or whatever. If you're if you're in California and either Jen was going to California or Nick was going to Florida, they were seeing each other meaning you had to make plans to make a cross, you know, a US flight across one coast to the other to see that person, it's a little more serious than, oh, you know, it's just casual, you know, whatever. Jen and I are still keeping in touch. Like, I think Nick just tried to downplay it. It certainly seemed like, um, but even when he said absolutely untrue, he made it seem like he had no contact with Jen from the time he broke up with her in Paradise, which was a flat out lie. Right. It was yeah. a complete lie. But hey, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, you know, it's water under the bridge now, but at the time in 2000, in the summer of last year, this was a this was a big deal because nobody knew um, about it, and nobody yeah. until you said your thing, everyone was like, "Whoa, is this and this is this true?" And I think when people asked me, I said, "That's what I was hearing. I don't think yeah. she's I don't think she's making it up." So yeah, and that's the thing too is I was like, people were like, "Oh, she's lying, she's lying." I'm like, "Why the hell would I ever like spend the energy lying about something like that?" Yeah. You know, yeah. why would anybody? It makes zero sense. Why yeah. would I do that? And who has more reason to lie in that situation? The guy that was just named The Bachelor, admitting he <laughs> broke up with somebody the day before the announcement? Or some random chick that yeah. has nothing to do with it anymore, yeah. you know? exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's obviously water under the bridge now. I mean, Jen has uh, moved on, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Nick is with Vanessa and whatever. But at the time, mm-hmm. just wanted to set the record straight about all that that was going down. Um Let's talk about what you're doing now. You, so tell us about the change from being a teacher, kindergarten teacher, to real estate. Why did you make the change? Did it something, real estate something you always wanted to do? Did it run in the family? 
why well, when you got back did you not go back into teaching? So I came back and to be honest, it's just really difficult to earn a living as a teacher right now. Um, I also, I felt like I loved the teaching part of being with the kids and I love kids and it's one of my passions is being able to teach them. But I just felt like the job wasn't what I thought it would be. I thought it would be um, more creative and that I would have gotten to have more fun with the kids and more flexibility. And I felt like I was just teaching regimented programs. And I felt like um, I didn't agree with a lot of the other requirements of teachers and the requirements of these five-year-olds. And I just didn't, it just, I felt like frustrated going into work every day. You know, I felt like I couldn't actually make an impact and really do what I wanted to do. Um, Also, I was working three jobs. I was working my ass off and just felt so, um, I don't know. I felt like almost, um, like we, like we are treated like nothing, you know, and, you know, I was working on my master's and had to pay for my master's myself. And I just was broke. Like I had no money and I was working for one of the best sisters in the city. And, um, yeah. And so I just was like, this whoa, 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 it. hang on a second. What's happening with your sound? It's going all wild, wild on me now. Are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Okay. Now it's back to fine. Okay. Yeah. I was, I moved my computer. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I was working in a great district and I still wasn't making ends meet meet, and I was getting very frustrated. And, um, when I came back, uh, a friend of mine owns a, uh, uh, runs a real estate brokerage and he was like, why don't you come just like try real estate for a little bit? And, uh, you know, I obviously couldn't have joined a school mid-year anyway. So I was like, yeah, like I'll give it a try, you know, see how it goes. And I figured something in sales would be good. I enjoy talking to people. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I just love it. Um, it's something that I feel like is exciting. You know, putting a family in a brand new home is great. I enjoy it. It's challenging and it's very flexible. I can make my own schedule so I can go and see my friends and um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good fit for right now. I feel like maybe someday when I have kids or something, maybe I'd go back to teaching, but for right now, um, I'm really happy with where I'm at. And obviously real estate, if you do well, obviously there's more money to be made in real estate Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when you're a teacher, you have all this time off. Well, I never had any money to do anything, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I have the whole summer off and I would just like sit outside and do work on my master's homework. Like, what am I going to do? You know? So now it's like, yeah, I work year round, but it's flexible enough and I have money to go and do what I want to do. And yeah, it's just, it's a much better quality of life, um, in my opinion. And so I'm glad that I made the decision that I did, but I still miss the kids, but you know, yeah, I figure I'll have my own kids someday. So <laughs> <laughs> and you had two shows that you were on with Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise where you were unable to find love. However, you have <laughs> found love since then. Tell us about your current boyfriend, how you guys met, how all that went down. Is, yeah. this, is this someone from your past or was this dating app? What is this? No. So he is just wonderful. I just love him so much. Um, I was um I had a random client that came through the company that want that was a renter and wanted to go see a house. And so I took him to the house that was within our company. He said, Hey, there's this other house I want to see. Can you take me tomorrow morning? And I said, Okay. So I show up to this house to do a showing 
um, before my client got there. And I'm walking in and this guy is getting out of the shower. And I was like, um, like, did you not know that there was a showing? And he was like, uh, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, my client's on the way. He's going to be here in five minutes. So I was like scrambling, like, this is so awkward. This guy was like getting out of the shower. It's like a Friday morning. And, wait, and wait. I, so it was his yeah. house that he was, he was selling his house, but he didn't know he was, had a showing that day or he was renting it out. And oh, he's renting it. Okay. It, yeah. So he, I'll tell you the rest in a second. Okay. So yeah, he was renting it out, but his assistant at work confirms the appointments. And for whatever reason, the message wasn't relayed to him that we were coming in the morning. Gotcha. And so, yeah, so it's funny, but you like leave your card after the showing. And I remember thinking, oh, that guy's cute. But then I also was like, why is this guy home on a Friday morning? What's going on? You know, I thought maybe it was his parents' house or something. And um, so then a month later, I get a text and it was like, hey, you walked in on me in the shower and my mom loved you on The Bachelor and I need a realtor. Do you want to be my real estate agent? And I was like, oh, this fucking guy? Like, <laughs> seriously? And um, so, but of course, I was like, hey, like, you know, if I can work him as my own client, like, it would be my first real client. Sure, I'll do it. And um, so I started taking him through houses and then realized that my initial impression of him was completely wrong. He's like the hardest working man I've ever met. And um, we found a house that happened to be two blocks from my apartment. <laughs> oh, of course. How, yeah. how convenient. Convenient. Yep. And it was towards, um, it was towards, um, the closing date of the house that we realized, Hey, I'm not going to see you every day anymore. And, um, and we started dating then and we've been dating ever since. And I'm just so happy. So how long has it been? How many months? Mm-hmm. We started officially dating in November, so eight or nine months. But I've known him since August, so I've known him for about a year. Wow. How about that? Look yeah, at you. Congra- I know. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really lucky. And post-show as well, one thing that I wanted to bring up and I want you to explain is – um, you are a proponent of gummy bear hair. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to know there are I uh, just I'm uh, right now. I'm on your Instagram page and yeah. I'm looking and there's gummy bear hair and there's gummy bear hair and there's gummy bear hair. Uh-huh. What the fuck is gummy bear hair? Like what is oh this my- doing <laughs> for your hair? What is this? So um it is <laughs> It's they're vitamins and obviously they um sugar make your hair stronger or whatever. Um you, they actually do help. They make my nails really thick too. But all of that like promotion and stuff, like it's stuff that I actually like and honestly, it kind of helps me pay for my apartment and my car and real estate. You don't get a salary, so it's one of those things for me when I get an offer to do something and I actually like the product, then I'm like, sure, I'll do it. You know, yeah, it's kind of no brainer. And so, ooh, I'm sorry. Ooh. And sometimes, um, sometimes people, you know, they get a little like, oh, like, why is she doing this? Blah blah blah. But for me, I'm like, if they were offered money to do that, you seriously want to tell me that they wouldn't do it? Yeah, you know. No, I mean, I I get it. It's just as a guy, obviously, we don't 
take hair vitamins. Although Nick, <laughs> although if you if you go to the uh, if you go to Nick Vile's site, that's basically what he's pimping out now is hair serum and hair supplements, taking pills yeah. for your hair, whatever the case may be. But the thing that I think is different with you is that you have a job, like you are a real estate agent, as opposed to my issue is more with the contestants who make this their job and don't seem right. to have a long-term goal when you realize when more and more seasons come and more and more contestants starting doing this, you're just a spoke on the wheel and you're one of many that's prom- promoting the same exact products that they are. And it's just not, yeah. it's not enough, but if you exactly. want to do it on the side like this, great. It's the people that make a full time out of it. It's just like, you need to, you mm-hmm. need to get a better grip on what you're doing with right. your Well, and for me, financially, it just helps me have a little bit of consistency because, you know, there might be a month where you don't have a closing or you do. And it, so yeah. it's just a way for me to kind of balance my budget. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I, I get it. And I'm it just, yeah. if you would have, if this would have been all you've been doing and you were like, oh, I'm in between <laughs> jobs right now, I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm just like yeah. making HelloFresh meals and eating gummy yeah. bears, um, <laughs> uh, gummy vitamins, <laughs> then, uh, then I'd be like, okay, this is this needs yeah, to go. Yeah, it's gonna run uh, out before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are going to do the rapid ten now, where I right. have ten random questions. Some are show related, some aren't, um, but some are quick answers. Some are a little more uh, detailed, but uh, we'll just get through these and we'll wrap up this interview. Uh, question number one: As we know, you used to be a school teacher before the show. You were yeah. a kindergarten teacher, right, or kindergarten or first grade? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Okay. Give me an all-time classic kindergarten story that you experienced from back in the day. Um, Oh, God. I can only imagine some of the things that kindergartners say, but give me a a good one that you heard a kindergartner tell either you or tell another student that you were like, either that is so funny or so embarrassing or so cute, whatever the case may be. Um, I had one kid. I have two that I could share. One kid, they were playing tag on the uh, playground. And they're five, right? Yeah. This kid turns around and looks at his friend, and one kid just wasn't chasing him. And he goes, come on, just come tag me. What the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Five. <laughs> like, what That's did you great. just say? And he was like, deer in the headlights. And I was like, where did you hear that? And he was like, my dad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So did he get in trouble? Like. No, I mean, uh, I was like, you can't say that, you know, there are grown up words and there are kid words. And someday when you're a grown up, if you want to use that word, you can, but not when we're at school. And of course I called his mom and we were laughing on the phone so hard. It was so hilarious. Um, and he never said it again. He was a really good kid, but it was hilarious. So funny. Um, another time, I mean, this is just disgusting. This tells you kindergarten. I had a kid once go to the bathroom in his pants. Yeah. And then proceed to put it all over the walls of my bathroom in my in my classroom. Oh boy, that, isn't that disgusting? That couldn't yeah. have been fun. That was like the worst day of my life. Yeah, okay. well, that's a disgusting story. But that's kindergarten for you. Oh yeah, no. Um, yeah, I hear you. Uh, let's go to question number two. I'm going to spell a word, and then you tell me how you say that word. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. The, C H I C A G O. C H I C Chicago. <laughs> okay, I just want to see if you'd Chicago. really go with the Chicago. I thought, oh, I, I thought, I, okay, I get what you're doing. Okay, yeah, yeah Chicago. <laughs> you were like C H I C A. Oh, <laughs> like how you say 
No, this wasn't like a spelling bee that I was giving you. Right? <laughs> yeah. This wasn't like to see if you could like say, yeah, no, it was more, I wanted to, I wanted to hear you pronounce Chicago, but if I would have said, Hey Lauren, pronounce Chicago. Um, you would have said it like you. Yeah. You would have said it like me, but, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> which oh, is the correct okay. way to say it. Chicago, oh, not no, Chicago, sure. not Chicago. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Question number three. Standing at the foot of your bed looking at it, what side of the bed do you sleep on? Left, middle, or right? Right. Okay. That's what I sleep on too. <laughs> Just My wanted to share that with you. Um and that's and that's regardless if you are with your boyfriend or not, or if you're at his yep. place or he's at your place, he's Yep, because the door to both of them are on the left, and so he'll always sleep on the left side closer to the door oh, oh my god it's so cute he's protecting yeah. you in case there's yeah. a burglar okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um okay question number four what's your favorite rom-com of all time favorite romantic comedy mm, how is the guy in 10 days oh the um that's kate hudson and matthew mcconaughey right yes yes i love that movie it's very funny um <laughs> question number five this is about as random as you can get but that's why this is the rapid 10. Totally random. All right. Do you like grapes? Yes. Red or green? Red. But I had these green cotton candy grapes the other day. Oh, yes. Holy shit. Those are life-changing. That's what I'm hearing. That's They're what so I'm bad. hearing. Yes. I've had them myself. And oh. I heard it, and I was just like, gosh. Cotton candy grapes. I might want to try these, and it's mm-hmm. like crack, essentially. I know they're so good. Yes. Uh, question number six: Being a former teacher, I, I have to ask you this because it's driving me nuts. My niece and nephew are in middle school and junior high right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think Common Core math should be part of curriculum? No. I agree. Yeah, it's I think it's garbage. So- it's yeah, so it's confusing. Terrible. I can't believe that's being taught to children right now. Well, I'm like, why don't you teach kids how to do taxes? Why don't you teach kids how to like do things that actually matter? Yeah. Right? I can't you know? believe so that this stupid. is how they're teaching kids to do math nowadays. Like if mm-hmm. you've got 40 minus 25, you shouldn't have to do 10 groups of four groups of 10. And I just, it's so bizarre. Like, I know. I know. Why I can't totally we just it. try teaching common core math to kindergartners? It was so. Oh, I can only like, imagine. What? Like 40 this... minus 25. Why can't we just subtract the four, make it a three, and put a one over the zero, and now it's 10 minus yeah. five and three minus two? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I know. Common core I know. Okay. I, I feel ya. Question number seven is a real estate question, and okay. I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. You've obviously shown a lot of houses, right? Yeah. We, we've, we found out that we. A house that you were about to show had a guy walking out of the shower in it who's now your boyfriend. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever caught people or heard people having sex during an open house? <laughs> no, never. Really? Uh, okay. But my boyfriend likes to tell this story that I just tapped in the shower with him. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's never happened. How many open houses have you done? Like tons? Or- mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And nobody's yeah. ever like... Like a couple no. that's walking, gone upstairs and just no, nothing, huh? No, I've never had anything weird. Okay. But usually if it's just like one couple at a time, I'll go upstairs with them and explain the house to them. Oh, okay. Well, obviously I'm not going to do it in front of you. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Question number eight. What is your favorite chain restaurant? 
Hmm. Favorite? No, Taco Bell. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. It's so okay, good. Okay, that's fast food, but okay, I'll take it. Like, yeah. can we well, do does it? that count as a chain? Or well, no, it's a definitely thing? a chain, but it's more chain fast food. Like, you, you would group that in with right. Jack in the Box, McDonald's, yeah. Burger King, KFC, whatever. I'm talking yeah. restaurant. Like, how about restaurant? Mm-hmm. Sit down Apple restaurant. Bees. Applebee's. I like Applebee's. That Fiesta lime chicken, all oh, that is so good. Okay, no, I hear you. Um, I'd probably go with Cheesecake Factory, but whatever. Mm, um, oh, that's so good too. <laughs> Question number nine: Are you afraid of anything? Spiders, tornadoes, um, seeing a ghost. Wait, you're telling me you've seen a ghost before? No, but oh. if I were to see one. Like my life would be over. I have like anxiety about it. Like if I'm in a new place and it's dark, I get freaked out that I'm going to see a ghost. <laughs> okay. Ghosts, you know, ghosts aren't real, right? <laughs> yes, they are. You say that now. Someone's going to come haunt you tonight. Just uh, you okay. Um, what was it? Spiders. What was the second thing? Tornadoes. Tornadoes. Okay. Seems like there's a tornado happening where you are right now. <laughs> I'm looking outside. I'm like, oh god, I have to go to showing after this too, and I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be like a downpour. Oh, okay. And then question number ten is something I call "Explain Your Tweet," where I go through your Twitter account and find something. When you actually, when we first got on this call off recording, um, I told you that was the last. Like, I was prepping for your interview right up until we started recording, and yeah. I hadn't done the, I hadn't done your tweet. So as we were talking, and I was going through your Twitter account, I found one that uh, I wanted to use. This was from November of 17th of last year. Okay. And you said in your tweet, me, I want to do cash cab. I feel like we'd win. We're smart. Jen, yeah, no, no, we're not. Did you ever do cash cab that night with Jen? (laughs) (laughs) We were in a cab somewhere and I was like, oh, let's do cash cab. We're smart. Like we'd be great. And Jen just, Flash and goes, yeah, no, no, we're not. And so you never end up <laughs> like, don't you have to end up in a cab that happens to have it, or you request? Like, I, I've never been in cash cab before. Yeah, no, you don't request it. I think you get in, and it's a surprise. But we were we were in a cab that looked like a cash cab, and so I was like, oh damn, I wish this was cash cab. Like, let's go find cash cab. And it wasn't. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's how I got brought up. But I think Jen and I would do a good job. <laughs> People might like to differ, but I think we we got facts, we got knowledge. And isn't it they just start playing the beginning of a song? You just have to guess what it is. Is that Cash Cab or am I no. missing? No, so they ask you trivia questions. Oh, it's trivia. Okay, I guess there's a music one that could be done, but um, yeah. so it's just trivia questions. Okay, gotcha. All right, and you guys, so you guys, okay, you think you'd be good, but didn't happen for you. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was because you didn't. Ha- you don't have a lot of t- in 2017. You don't have a lot of tweets. Period. And <laughs> I'm living my life, Steve. I yeah. There's just the- there's just not a lot of tweets. So I was just like, okay, let me keep scrolling back, scrolling back. Okay, here, here's one. So I, I went with know. that one. So I need I should keep up with it more, but I just don't. No, it's okay. Um. Well, congratulations. Uh, you've completed the rapid ten. We have uh, completed this interview. That wasn't very hard. Now was it? That was, no, it was great. I'm sorry that I didn't have anything more juicy to say. No, I mean, we've we got enough. Um, I think it's plenty. I think the listeners are really going to like this. Um, you're a very sweet girl. Like, you really come across as, like, down-to-earth, Midwestern girl. And then what I said earlier about the... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> like it just, um, yeah. I mean, you're and, you're a nice yeah, girl. Hey, that's how made me look on the TV, and you know what? That's probably how I really am too. Yeah, so. no, I, I appreciate it. it. Was really, it was really fun talking to you. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on and go sell that house that you got to go do the showing on. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Lauren for that. Uh, what a great girl. Like super nice. And you know, I mean, like when I when I said that about her, like I. After conducting that hour and 15 minute interview with her, I still think I, I'm still of the assumption that 95% of the sex that she has is missionary. Um, I don't know why. I just, I, I think so. And the fact that she wouldn't even say no, you know, um, all she had to do was say no. That's not true. Um, but she didn't. So I think I got my answer. Uh, but thank you again to Lauren for that. That was great. I uh, really appreciated her coming on. And uh, again, thank you all. For listening, um, you can, if you could rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts, that would be great. would certainly help the podcast. We'll be back next week with your next podcast. But uh, we are back. Obviously, there was no show this week because of the holiday on uh, Monday or Tuesday. And now we are back up and running. Every Monday until August 7th, we will have a new episode of Rachel's Season. So recap on this upcoming Tuesday. We've got your reader emails on Thursday, Dr. Reality Steve, or reader emails on Wednesday, Dr. Reality Steve on Thursday, and then, of course, your podcast. Next week's podcast will be next Thursday. And if you have a question for the He Said, She Said podcast on Stitcher Premium with myself and Charlene Joint, email me, and we could set up a time to record calls, whether it's about sex, dating, relationships, marriage, whatever the case may be. If you listen to the first one, um, I, I hope you did. We had a great time with it. Um, I got some really good response. So yeah, it's a way to open it up to the readers and the listeners. It's basically an audio version of Dr. Reality Steve because Dr. Reality Steve, when you have an email, you can only do so much because it's just, they send an email and I have to answer it. And I usually have a lot of questions like, okay, what about this situation? What about this? When we got you on the phone, we can actually talk about it and we can go in a little more detail about, okay, explain that in a little more detail as opposed to an email. So yeah, if you want to be on a future episode of He Said, She Said on Stitcher Premium, let me know. Just email me at steve at realitysteve.com or hit up Charlene on social media and uh, we'll find a way to arrange it. All you have to do is have uh, the ability to record a call on Skype audio. So if you're interested, get a hold of us for that. But thank you again for listening. Uh, We are over three and a half million downloads total downloads since we started this thing. It's been a great ride. We're going to keep it going for as long as we can. And I appreciate all you who listen and respond and reply and give your uh, feedback on the podcast, especially uh, you know with Lauren as well. Make sure if you tweet at us uh, to include Lauren's name, all that info will be in today's post as well. So thank you again for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. See you.